terrorize the world. Hello everyone, my name is Brian. And I'm Nick. We're two best friends, and you're listening to the podcast from the Black Lagoon. So today we're talking about I already God, this is a very cumbersome title. In fact, I already what is it? Extremely wicked, shocking, incredibly shocking. And I have vile. it written down. Uh, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Very cool. A quote from the judge that we see near the end there. Um, I was really worried about this movie when the trailer initially came out because it looked like they were doing a almost an American Psycho like glorification of the killer. Here's a charming, handsome man who's who has this um, ambition to just wreak havoc on the world. And it it was such a playful-looking film. And I was worried about that for about half of this movie, that that's what it was. But by the end, and we'll talk about this later, by the end, I was so impressed with the movie. And I think it did such a good job showing the horrific, very unromantic reality of Ted Bundy. Not a charming politician type, but a horrific depraved man who just they they nailed it the director nailed it and i was worried but he really pulled it off and i think some of the criticism isn't isn't warranted that i have read i think the film just uh, the way they they transitioned from the fiance's perspective to ted's near the last half of the movie was awesome it shined a whole new light on this case and it's just great I, i think this is a serial killer movie that is much more mature than what we've had in the past where you know, a lesser film definitely would have shown uh, American Psycho, like, dancing to music while you hack somebody in the head with an axe, and then it cuts back to Ted cradling a baby. You know, like, they're not doing that dumb, superficial stuff. This is a reality. We get no explanation about why he is the way he is. No explanation about what he's doing or if he's even doing it for a while. It's just real. It's gritty, and it's confusing, and it's supposed to be. What were your thoughts on it when you were when you were watching it? Well... Like you said before uh, about the trailer, I completely agree 100%. Whoever made this trailer for the movie should be fired because I thought the exact same thing. I thought, oh, God, they're going to glorify Ted Bundy and, like, guitar solos and stuff? Really? Like, like r- really? That's what we're going to go with? Do you think how that trailer was portrayed and I, I hate the maybe it was intended to be that way argument because it's so easy to make but do you think it really was supposed to get people riled up like that because in the movie they deal with young girls in court absolutely fawning over ted bundy and telling to talking to the camera saying he's just so handsome and romantic there's no way he could have done it and even after the fact that people do know that he did this there are still people who have a deep romantic interest in in serial killers of all types because they don't know how unattractive sawing somebody's head off with a hacksaw actually is. Like they're ro- they're romanticizing the idea of the ultimate bad boy, but they don't understand how horrific it is to be assaulted with a hairspray can until your organs explode. That's the reality of evil. Not a charming guy who who's dangerous. A horrific, amoral human being. And I, I thought the trailer was trying to get people riled up 
come to the theater and fawn over him, like in the court, and then at the very end be so disturbed by the reality of the film that they leave and, you know, like really let it sink in about how evil this really is. I think that that is what they were trying to do uh, with the trailer. I don't think the director had any control over that. I don't think any directors have control over how their film is marketed in that way. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I do wonder how many, what kind of internal conflict goes on there. I feel like the trailer kind of fit in with the arc of the film. It just missed the crucial last half of the movie where, and we'll talk about this later, where the really the gritty reality comes to, comes to bear. That wasn't in the trailer, right? So it just looked like the beginning of the film where it almost seemed like it was um, like a upbeat, film about a you know down on his luck politician finding his way in life and then with this exciting music and he's just figuring stuff out and then it really didn't have that undertone of this is going to be demented so i i think that that was the issue but also potentially and i I don't like this argument but potentially the intention if it was i like it if it wasn't what what was what's going on i just want to say something zach efron he was so perfect for the role a completely accurate portrayal of Ted Bundy. Yeah, I I was blown away. The way he spoke, his cadence, he nailed it. I didn't know how I was going to feel about this movie um, at first because obviously it was fresh and everything, brand new, and that's how it rolls with your brain. You know, you you think about how this is going to play out, and I thought this was just going to be something where it's just going to show kill scenes and stuff and just glorifying this sick perverted demented person but in actuality it's so the exact opposite and i that's something that i could truly appreciate in this film and it focuses on liz ted bundy's girlfriend more than anything um in her perspective of what's going on in her life and how she fell for ted and how him being prosecuted and everything has messed up her life. Because Ted Bundy said serial killers aren't people with pointy fangs and blood dripping down their, their face. They're everyday normal people. Well, not normal, but, you know, you just your regular vanilla-looking family man. Uh, it could be your next-door neighbor, for all you know. And... That definitely, I could see the effects that that had, the the toll that that caused Liz to find out this person that I let into my life, that I let around my daughter, has killed so many people. It's one of the most brilliant parts of the movie, Um, the fact that we get so much valuable screen time just looking at the internal conflict that Liz is going through. They focus on her almost as much as they focus on Bundy in the trial of these murders, which means that the director thought that that was equally important. Her in her home alone being sad was as important as Bundy, you know, about getting pulled over by the police, going to trial, listening to the hearing. Because this film was, I I think, taking a note from how media coverage has changed with tragedies and mass shootings and anything. People have learned from the absolute wreck of coverage with Columbine, that what you don't do is pass around fictions about who the shooters were, put their names up, put their photos up, talk about them for weeks on end. That's what they want. 
They want to be immortalized. They want the power. They want the media fixation. And what you can't do is pass around false narratives about how school shooters are bully kids who snap. That's not the case. Columbine kids were, they were jocks. One of them was basically a jock. Played sports, extracurricular activities, did fine in the dating scene. They bullied other kids. They rode on their lockers. They punched them. One was weak and depressed and, and looking for a leader, right? But when they did this, the coverage was so bad that it made it look like goth bullied kids are dangerous. And the, the reality was so inverted. And they got all this media coverage, and now they're cult figures, and they've inspired people who were bullied to go out and try these things. That's the danger of false coverage, right? And this movie did a good thing by saying, let's focus on the human danger of uh, what living with Ted Bundy was like. Let's focus on Liz, see how her life is destroyed because this man just lied to her through and through. Um, and that, that was great because we only saw Ted. We didn't see the violence, which was such a good idea. I am so glad there was not a single direct scene of, of there was, I guess, one. But for the most part, it was so reserved and very mature, I think, is, is the major thing. This wasn't, this wasn't a, um, that there are other films about Ted Bundy. There are other films about a lot of other serial killers. And they do take more of a slasher approach, a drama slasher approach. And that doesn't do anybody any good beyond fun film, beyond a fun movie, right? This is actually a commentary. This is well done. And it's, and it's it treated it the right way by focusing on Liz and Ted and the effect he was having on other people without saying anything, without making claims about why he was the way he was, without making claims about, um, you know, how people should react to him, just showing things as they happened and not showing a few very important things to, to be a responsible filmmaker. I, th I really... I, I think that was such a great idea. I truly enjoyed the way this movie was directed. The actors were phenomenal. And almost every single thing about this movie was spot on to the real life Ted Bundy. There was a few nitpicks here and there that were complete fiction. But they were there for a reason to enhance the, the story without glorifying Ted Bundy in a way. So something that caught me off guard was uh, Haley Joel Osment. You, you know who that is? I know the name, but remind me who she is. Uh, he. He. It's actually... It, it, it. <laughs> yeah. You remember Sixth Sense? Mm -hmm. The little kid? Oh, that's right. I see dead oh, okay, people. yeah. That's him. Yep. I, knew, yeah. I knew the face, actually. Uh, Dominique and I. I said, we know he's a kid actor, right? He's a, he's a, he's a grown-up. He's a big guy. He's a good actor now. Like, he... I really liked his performance. It was very understated, very warm, very, very comforting. He's also in the uh, Kingdom Hearts games. He does the voice for Sora. Another thing that caught me off guard while I was uh, doing, like, looking at videos after I watched the movie, which completely caught me off guard because I didn't see it at first, James Hetfield, the lead singer of Metallica, he was in this movie. He, pl he played a, uh, a police officer... Who arrests Ted Bundy? I I didn't even realize it. I was like, really? That well, then he did a great job because I didn't realize it was him. But again, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, people. Zac Efron did such an amazing job. He had a lot of e very eerie characteristics to Ted Bundy. 
like very similar, uh, which is, you know, very weird. But that also means that, you know, he was perfect for the role. Just that deadpan, just the way he stares at people just made me feel very uncomfortable. And he also looked like a very, you know, normal guy for the 70s. So it definitely like plays off the it could be anybody that's what I really like about this film. You know, they don't go over the top. They don't turn this thing into a slasher film out of the respect of the victims and the family members who lost loved ones to this sick psychopath. They stick to the source material, which you can't really say for a lot of people in Hollywood who make movies about serial, real-life serial killers and just rewrite the story just to make it an interesting movie. That's not what I want in a real-life story about something traumatic that happened to all these people. I, I want factual facts and just everything that happened in this movie. I just have to say kudos to the director. He did an amazing job, but that also he has such a tremendous amount of knowledge. Sure. His track record's great for this, right? I mean, um, he directed Paradise Lost, which was a fantastic, very mature documentary on crime as well. Like, this guy, that gave me a lot of faith in in him um, directing this film. You were talking about um, earlier about how, how authentic this film was to reality. And I agree. When I was watching it, there were scenes where I was like, did... This I know this probably happened, but I wonder if it happened like this. One was um, when Ted Bundy walked out and he was being, um, he was getting, what was he being indicted? Or was, I, f- I forgot what happened, but the guy was reading off that paper right outside the elevator and Ted Bundy was like, oh, oh, that's what you're doing. Okay, well, basically butting heads with him right then and there saying, well, this is my chance. I get the media time now. And at the end, they showed the video. It was a word for word scene that happened moment by moment. Um, and they had a lot of those and they, they made sure to show them off at the end. Look, if this seemed, if this seems like it was way too dramatized, this stuff happened. And I, I thought that was great. Um, I mean, of course, they're going to invent dialogue. Nobody was, they don't have authentic sources for every single scene that ever occurred in the film. So they have to make up some stuff, but it all felt so genuine and authentic. The only things that, that felt like they may have been a bit forced was the, and not, 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 in, uh, not as a shortcoming to the film, because uh, the beginning of this movie is deeply, deeply deluded. It's supposed to be. You're deep in the illusion of this young conservative, this handsome law school student who is going through the world, charming as ever, picking up eyes everywhere he goes. People are looking at him, smiling at him. And I felt like that felt unreal, um, that that probably didn't happen as much as it did in the film. But that's the point. We're starting with the illusion. And as, as Liz gets more and more worried about, am I living with the guy who did this? which, by the way, I love how quickly they introduced Is Ted Bundy the Killer. Within like 10 minutes of, of us actually following the narrative, he was already in question. And I just like, it, it came out of nowhere, and I love that, because that must have been what it felt like to Liz. And as we keep, as she gets more and more suspicious and, and has to push herself further and further into delusion to live with herself and with him, then the, everything begins to crack, right? And Ted goes further off his way, she goes further off her way until eventually the movie just stops worrying about her for a significant part and just worries about Ted in prison, in court. And then it goes back to her when she gets her redemption with her new family and all of this. And it was all so well handled. I, I didn't think I'd be sitting here with you praising this movie as much as I am 
it, it really was fantastic. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I didn't know what to expect from this film. For me to just watch this film from start to finish, all the way to the end credits, I was completely satisfied. I enjoyed myself. If you're into crime drama, if you're into watching, you know, documentaries about serial killers, I definitely think that you would enjoy this film in particular because it doesn't glorify Ted whatsoever. He was a handsome guy and he did fool the world. Like a lot of people believe that he was innocent. And that's the crazy thing about it. That's the scary that's the scariest thing about it, you know. He was so charismatic. He was studying law. He he even, you know, stood up in court and defended himself as his own attorney. Very competently. Yeah. And and that's that's the thing. Looking at that, that isn't a pat on the back, good for you, Ted, you're impressive. That is a component of his evil. That's what I like this film portrayed it that way, right? They didn't hold things back. The film didn't try to paint him as a blubbering idiot who couldn't do anything right and was so weak that he became a killer because that's all he was capable of. That's very true for people, other murderers, who are just so weak-willed that they literally cannot do anything else with their lives that they think that's a good idea. But Ted's very different because he was strikingly competent in many ways. And this shortcoming of it, this mental loop that he's, whatever whatever is going on, I won't, I won't, it's very, you know, everyone has opinions about what leads to this kind of behavior and thinking. I won't. I won't be um, oppressive with my view on that, but whatever it was that led him to that, they didn't worry about it in this film. They just said, look, take him as he is. This, everything he does is a component to his evil, and we're going to unfurl that evil. You're not even going to be sure if it exists at the beginning of the movie, but by the end, we are going to show you in spades the, the extent of his, of his evil. And I loved it. They didn't mention murder. They hardly even mentioned the crime for such a long time. And then by the end of it, we literally had graphic descriptions of bite marks on victims um the horrible horrible event with the hairspray can right the sorority house murders the necrophilia this this maniac who's burying bodies up in a mountain somewhere in colorado was it i don't even remember would just dig them back up and have his way with the corpses this was not a there's nothing cute about necrophilia there's nothing romantic about it the people in the stands are deluded right and and they didn't know about the reality of this stuff in the idea of this ultimate bad boy type maybe is what got people going but the reality of it is so horrific and terrifying this is a guy who killed people's wives right girlfriends daughters there's nothing about that that's good and i don't want to take away clearly we love slasher films we love horror films there are other past movies about serial killers that did glorify violence and they're fun I'm not saying those types of movies can't be made. This is a very mature, half-documentary, half-film that dealt with this in an actually sensitive way and an intellectual way. They really, this is the type of movie people should be introduced to Ted Bundy by because some people actually don't know who he is. And if you're going to learn about him, let it be this way and not through some YouTube video that's you know, tackling kill counts on a top 10 list. That's incredibly damaging and dumb. You don't talk about how successful they were. That's ridiculous, right? And everyone does it. This is how you should do it, with thoughtfulness and with um, with risk. It was risky to show him as the charming guy in this film, to show how competent he was. And they pulled it off with a lot of nuance. And I, I think this is an important movie that um, people need to 
this this is a good introduction to how far how corrupt the psyche can be how far and deeply um, evil people can be some of the most disturbing scenes by the time the credits rolled for this wasn't the crime scene footage it, it was minor interactions that he did when he wrote hacksaw into the glass when he was studying his girlfriend's spine at night with a flashlight, when he was staring at her with that faraway glance when she was laying on the bed, those were the things that I took home as that is terrifying. And Zac Efron fully realized all of that. Uh, that whole hacksaw scene was completely fictional. That never happened. But uh, that was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, regardless, because it was so eerie. And I was sitting there just watching this you know this strong independent woman um well not so independent because she was so fixated on ted and she can't believe that's like but she's like a warrior and she can like she confronts ted and you know release me she says release me because she's falling apart because of this man and he won't release her and he keeps she keeps asking him if he did it uh and he shows Ted this picture of this decapitated corpse and she's asking him how did you do it you know like did you do it and he he says you know it must have been animals and Liz is like animals don't do that animals don't saw heads off which I completely agree 100% you know I don't see wild animals carrying hacksaws and shit going around murdering people but that whole scene where he's just riding on the window hacksaw which i actually i actually wrote in my note in my notebook all caps because i love that scene so much because it's so eerie and i felt just like goose goosebumps all over in his deadpan stare and just the sudden realization for liz oh my god it was perfect and right, like it, it, it was perfect because it didn't happen in real life, right? They made it perfect. That scene, in my mind, was the necessary final piece of the puzzle for this movie. That tied everything together. That was the the whole time they were building up to this loop of destroy this this um, delusion of Ted being this competent, charming, innocent family man. Bring him into court and put him in question. Bring him into jail and put him in question. Every step of the way, he's insanely competent and insanely good at everything he's doing. And it's just like, come on, this guy can't be the bad guy. They're trying to make you wrestle with that. And even though we all know he is, right? But the movie's trying to make you wrestle with that within its own narrative. And by the end, this is where you go over and you fully realize that this was him. And um, I, I love that because the movie didn't take for granted that everyone knows the story already because most people do. But it still had this narrative arc that was really well done. And so many people would have skipped it. Again, so many people would have just done, um, other directors would have done. Ted at home having a fun with his, having fun with the family. Ted hunting and murdering people. And then he comes back home and wakes up and make, cooks everyone breakfast. And then he hunts and murders everybody. It's such a cliche way of handling it. It does nothing. It just glorifies this, this kind of um, like weird other realm of work-life balance, <laughs> right? I've really just liked the way ted was handled in this film it shows the psychological disturbance in this man's mind like how so full of himself he is i'm more popular than disney world is something that he actually said i'm more popular than disney world are you fucking kidding me this guy was so just 
head up his ass so full of himself that he thought he was going to get away, which he did. He escaped twice. The first time he jumped out of a window, which and then he returned. And then the second time, he, which fun fact, he actually stopped eating the prison food in order to lose weight so he could cut a hole through the, uh, the ceiling, uh, th- through the light and everything just so he could crawl up through the rafters and escape that way it's just so you know nowadays you can't do that it's crazy how he escaped twice but then when he got to florida you know oh no you're gonna fry and i watched before this movie was even announced i used to watch a lot of ted bundy documentaries and uh his last remaining days before he was executed and they talked about how just before he sat in the electrical chair, he went completely pale white because he was doing everything in his power to lengthen his days. He married Carol Ann, which she is completely out of her mind. And the crazy thing is, is he paid a guard in order to have sexual intercourse with her and he impregnated her. That actually happened. And just how delusional she is and so easily manipulated. She believes that Ted is innocent to the very day he dies. Did everything in his power to prolong his death, which was inevitable. And by the time he got to his prison cell, completely flush white. Because he knew it was over. It was done. And everybody that that had a hand in this movie, the actors, the director, the producers, did such a tremendous job with just the portrayals and everything so accurate to the very the very t the hacksaw scene i love so much i'm gonna say that over and over again i like that scene better love story than twilight that's all i have to say necrophilia and all because having sex with a vampire kids is necrophilia (laughs) that's not a bad point yeah i don't even know i don't even know how to really close this out i like the movie it's great it needs to be widely viewed so well done everybody you need to go on netflix right now because it is a netflix original it is on there right now go and watch it because it's worth your time if you're expecting a serial killer movie where he just goes around and fucking butchers everybody you're not going to get that you're going to get one kill but that kill is respectfully done to show that ted bundy is an animal and I have one more fact. Ted Bundy was actually heavily based on Silence of the Lambs for two things. One, he lured his victims by acting innocent. He wore an arm brace, like a a, a cast, just like Buffalo Bill. And he helped the FBI in capturing the Green River Killer who killed over 70 people. And wasn't caught till 20 years. For 20 years, he was on a mass murder spree. That is interesting. I, he definitely played his um, injury up. But um, I, I think a good companion Netflix show to watch alongside this is Mindhunter, which um, chronicles the real FBI behavioral science unit um, when they were initially tackling, when they were discovering that serial killers existed. It is an insanely riveting, disturbing, shocking show. And they, they deal with this stuff exactly. Um, it's fantastic. And if you want to get a really deep, real look about what this was like and who these people were, 
that show is perfect. Um, it's very tasteful. I think that wraps up this episode, huh? We're going to think up some new episode ideas. We're probably going to start reporting on horror movie content. We're not really sure, but we want to get out more content than we are right now. So stay tuned for that. We have some stuff planned. Now, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you really enjoy what we're putting out, you can support us on Patreon. We would thoroughly imp- appreciate it. That would help us to improve our podcast. Uh, we love you guys so much that are you know listening right now. We love you, and thank you so much. That's right. If you um, aren't in a place to support us financially, that's all good. You can follow us on YouTube, follow us on your podcast provider, anything. Um, just let us know you're out there. And we'll, you know, we'll keep putting out content.